it's a really intimate way to consume content. Like, as you said, and a lot of people, they'll be listening in their headphones. So you're in their ears, you're, it's quite personal. People are really getting to know you. So it allows you to build relationships quicker and it helps you to communicate better as well. I'm Ben Amos. Join me as we dive deep into how some of the best in business, marketing, content creation, and education will powerful and effective stories to engage audiences and drive action. Welcome to Engage With Story. I remember back when I was maybe six or seven years old. It was Christmas holidays and we were staying at my uncle's house in Perth. It was a hot, humid and lazy afternoon in the days after Christmas when nobody seemed to know what to do with themselves and nobody seemed to care. My brother, sisters and cousins were all off doing various things and I found myself with some time to spare and little motivation to do very much. I remembered a gift I'd received days before for Christmas, a set of audiobooks on tape. The first one was the story of Robin Hood and Maid Marian. Interested and having never listened to a story on tape before, I went in search of my cousin's tape player. Over two hours later, my brother came in search for me. It was dinner time and I'd whiled away the entire afternoon listening to audiobooks, enthralled by the ease in which the voice on the tape brought me into the story, conjured up images and scenes, voices and characters and left me wanting more. That was, I suppose, my first introduction to the power of voice in storytelling. And it is this power in particular as it applies to the medium of podcasting that I want to explore with you today. Welcome to episode 47 of Engage With Story. I'm glad you're here and I'm honoured that you take the time to listen in and insert me and my guests into your eardrums each and every week. So the power of voice in storytelling. You get this, I know. You're listening to a podcast right now and for you, like me, there's something unique about this form of media communication that's really interesting and worth exploring for anyone in business, I feel. Now, my guest today is someone who, to be honest, without her help, guidance and encouragement, this podcast, it wouldn't even exist. She's kind of been my secret podcast ninja, helping me each week to pull out and publish the show, to write and compile show notes pages, create artwork and social media posts for each episode. She's kind of like my podcast accountability tool as well. She keeps me on track to publish an episode each and every week. Now she's someone I've known for years and I'm now pleased to call her part of my support team. She is Lyndall Harris from Podcast VA. Now Lyndall really is all about making your podcasting journey easier and I know you're going to love this chat that I'm about to share with you today. She's been a business owner and virtual assistant for over seven years, and she's combined that experience supporting clients virtually and her love of podcasts to create the first Australian-based VA for podcasting, niching into this uh, support services for podcasts. So Lyndall now manages a team at Podcast VA that make your podcasting journey easier. So they work with a, a number of Australia's top podcasters, myself included, if I dare say so, and those podcasts have international audiences of millions of people. Um, Engage with stories, not quite there yet, but we're working on it. 
So at Podcast VA, they really aim to reduce the stress and overwhelm that comes with project managing all of the different elements of your podcast by offering various services to help you launch and maintain your podcast. So that's her bio, but I wanted to get Lyndall on the show today to share her thoughts from her perspective about the power of voice and communication through podcasting. And really, my goal is to begin to help you, the listener, in considering how podcasting might actually be a great medium for you to consider when telling your stories in business to move your audience to take action. So that's enough from me. Here we go. Let's say g'day to Lyndall Harris from Podcast VA. Right, Lyndall Harris from Podcast VA. Thanks for joining me on Engage With Story. I've been hoping to get you on this show for a while and here you are. (laughs) Thanks, Ben. Yeah, we have been trying to work it out for a little while, but yeah, here I am. So as I said in the introduction, Engage With Story listeners, Lyndall is the person that helps me get my podcast out every single week. So I couldn't, I really could not have done it without you, Lyndall. Um, but today, what we want to do is to dive deeper into podcasting as a, as a medium, because I feel that for storytellers out there, for business people, for people who are, you know, looking at ways to get their voice and message heard through, through storytelling, podcasting is actually a fantastic medium in which to do that and really I wanted to get you on to pick your brain so thanks for joining me oh thanks for having me so I want to find out and share a little bit more about your story for our listeners first of all so tell us you know what got you into what you do today in in the world of podcasting but also you know what what led you here Yeah, so I've been a virtual assistant for about seven years. Um, I started out as a general VA and then niched into content marketing and helping people um, specifically around their blogs, their social media marketing and their email marketing. And about 18 months ago, I niched down even further into podcasting. So back in 2015, I actually worked with a client who created the first podcasting conference in the Southern Hemisphere. And in doing, in helping them create that, I met lots of fantastic podcasters. And I also learned a lot about podcasting. Back then, um, I listened to a lot of podcasts, but I didn't really know much about the mechanics of it all. So obviously, um, over a two-day conference, I did learn quite a lot about it. And I had a client who launched a podcast back then. So it made me realize how much work is involved in not only launching a podcast, but then maintaining a consistent, whether it be weekly, fortnightly or monthly podcast. And yeah, it just made me realize that there's, there are a lot of podcasters out there who either don't know how to do the technical stuff or they don't want to do it and they want support with it. So It was about 18 months ago after working with one or two clients in my general sort of VA business, uh, working with them on podcasting, that I decided to niche and become Podcast VA and it's really exciting. I'm still the only um, Australian uh, virtual assistant who's niched into podcasting support. So, yeah, combining those that love of listening to podcasts as well as my experience as a VA has got me to where I am today and I'm loving it. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's an awesome service. And, you know, I think what you've touched on there is the potential overwhelm, uh, for people who are considering a podcast. And I think what, what often happens is people actually decide not 
to podcast because they're overwhelmed and scared perhaps of, you know, what they're going to undertake, particularly when it comes to the technical and the implementation, not just the recording of the content or speaking into a microphone. You know, that's what people mm. I think is preventing people from doing podcasts more often. And, and you, you fill that gap for people, which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It is amazing how many people I speak to who really want to get their message out there and even have no problem talking and, you know, setting up a microphone and recording it for them is the easy part. But then when it comes to the, the editing and then the bits and pieces together to actually create, not just as said the launch, but the actual ongoing episodes, it's uh, it can be overwhelming. Definitely. Yeah. And like when people are considering different, different mediums, different ways to kind of tell their story or communicate their message or passion or expertise online, um, you know, for the purpose of business or, or even a personal passion as well, there's so many different potential opportunities for mediums these days. Like, you know, video obviously is something that I'm very passionate about. Um, you know, they could be blogging, they could be writing, they could be, uh, you know, creating infographics or, or, you know, speaking face to face with people and all of these different possibilities with so many options out there. Where do you, where do you see the podcasting fits into, into that? media landscape and why why do you think people should consider a podcast i think um it fits really well into people's um content marketing sort of system um or or arena uh it's it's the only medium that you can multitask so basically lots of people are listening to podcasts while they're driving or while they're walking or running while they're exercising while they're doing their chores or even while they've got, uh, while they're working with it on in the background. So I think if you take that into consideration, it, it gives, uh, you know, it's a busy world out there when you're going through social media channels and you're looking at blogs and reading and watching video. Like obviously think that video and podcasting are up there with, um, with how it's going, how it's moving forward. And I know I can remember reading or hearing Gary V was talking about um, consumers replacing entertainment. So previously where they'd listen to music with information just to get ahead. So um, yeah, I definitely think it's a, it's a great medium for people to consider. And there's lots of reasons why you might start a podcast. It might be where the to build your brand awareness, um, build your credibility, just to get your message out to, to many people instead of it being into a small group. Uh, it gives your audience a different way to consume your content. And probably the biggest thing for me is repurposing. So you can either repurpose your content into a podcast or you can repurpose your podcast into lots of other um, content or lots of other mediums. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's really interesting. We'll, um, we might dive a little bit deeper into that repurposing aspect in, in a little bit later in the interview, but mm-hmm. I can absolutely attest to what you're saying there. The idea that, um, it, it's a, it's a medium which enables people to consume content while they're doing other things. I mean, that's how I engage with podcasts myself, you know, whether I'm at the gym or going for a run or in the car, I don't listen to music. I listen to podcasts. And, um, you know, I think that that quote from Gary V is very interesting. You know, for me, I, I actually, my first podcast was actually a video podcast on iTunes, which was, you know, produced in our studio with, you know, three cameras and interviews with, with people, uh, digital marketing experts. And it was 
really hard going. Uh, two things really. It was hard going to edit that content and pull it together on a consistent basis because, you know, video editing takes time mm-hmm. to get it right. They were short podcast episodes or video podcast episodes, but the, um, basically because it was video, I also felt that it's harder for people to engage with. They need to actually sit down in front of their screen and watch it like they do a TV show. So the reason why when I started Engage With Story, I decided not to do a video podcast, but an audio podcast is because I felt that even though I'm a video guy, this is the right medium for this kind of long form uh, consumable content. But what do you say to that? What, What is it about podcasting or audio or the power of voice to engage audiences with the content? I think it's about, it's a really intimate way to consume content. Like as you said, and a lot of people, they'll be listening in their headphones. So you're in their ears, you're, they're listening to you right there. It's quite personal. People are really getting to know you. So it allows you to build relationships quicker and it helps you to communicate better as well. So, um, for me personally as well, it's a big thing about that multitasking. I'm like you, I listen to it whilst I'm driving or while I'm going for a walk. Um, sometimes obviously because of the nature of my work, I have it on in the background or I'm listening to them, um, like consciously listening to them to, to work on people's episodes. But um, that multitasking and that building a relationship that's really personal and intimate, I think is really powerful when it comes to podcasting. Yeah, cool. Look, I I want to use this episode today to encourage anyone who's listening, who's considering podcasting to start to think about, you know, actually taking action on this. So while we've got you, I want to kind of get some practical tips from you as, as a podcast VA. So let's start with, you know, what makes in your mind an engaging and successful podcast? Um, I think, I think a really good way to think about a podcast is it's usually educating or entertaining or a combination of both. And for me, I really love the entertaining slash educating, um, crossover that that's, they're the ones that I really like to listen to. Um, I think it's really important to for a podcaster to know who their audience is and know that it's not really about them. It's about what the audience want to listen to. It's about knowing what message you want to share with them. And it's knowing the problem that you're solving or, or the objective of having your podcast. I think that's really important. Um, I think when it comes to engaging uh, making it really engaging. I think having a really clear call to action in your outro and not having too many, like there's, there are a lot of podcasters who have, you know, make sure you go over to my Facebook group or go into my, to my page and follow us on Twitter and download my, my opt-in. But I think having one really clear call to action in the outro is important. And I think you can mix those up. So if you wanted to sort of concentrate for a little while on getting ratings and reviews, then you can have that as your call to action in the outro and then have another one that you change up to be head over to your website and download your opt-in. Um, or email us if you've got any questions. Always asking your your audience what they want to hear as well, whether that be through your marketing or through throughout your podcast. Mm. And I think another really good way to make it successful is repurposing your content. 
which yeah we did touch on before and I think we'll talk about a little bit more. Um, So let's dive into that now because uh, repurposing I think um, you know is something that people probably aren't really clear on what that might mean particularly when it comes to repurposing podcast content. So Mm -hmm. so tell us more like what are some ways that when you've got a recorded episode or a released episode what can you do with that to create additional content? Um, so if you're repo, as I said before, you can repurpose a podcast into a whole lot of different things, or you can repurpose all your other content into podcast episodes. Um, one, there a few ways that people can repurpose their podcast is to write show notes. Um, although show notes are really quite different to transcription. Another thing is to get the, your episodes transcribed. Show notes are a way that people, you, you're wanting people to listen to the episode. You're not telling them exactly what they're going to, well, you tell them what they're going to hear in it, but you don't give them all of the information so that they know they want to go and listen to it to hear what the points are about. Um, transcribing is a fantastic um, way to repurpose if you've got, let's say you've got 50 episodes out, or even if you've got 10 episodes out, some people will pull the the episodes and get them transcribed if they're about a certain topic and make an ebook. Mm. Um, others will transcribe every episode and then go and get social media posts written, write a blog post, do it for their email marketing and use it in lots of different ways. Um, like I said, social media posts and graphics is is uh, a great way to repurpose and market your content. Uh, writing blogs, sending it out in email marketing every time you, whether that be every time you, you release an episode or if you wanted to send out one every fortnight or every month that has a summary of the podcast episodes. Uh, you can repurpose it into webinars and presentations. Um, what else is there? Lead magnets. If you've got email series after people have downloaded it, um, your opt-in, you could actually have an email series and each email has a podcast in it that is relevant to, to the lead magnet itself. And I think a big one is um, videos, whether whether they're videos or Facebook and Instagram lives, um, really repurposing that in that way. And a lot of people are also repurposing their Facebook lives or the videos that they are using into podcasts, which is, um, it's a, it's a good use of time. I actually think it's a really good idea. I do think it's a good idea though, to edit out the little parts of it where you're saying, Oh, hi, you know, I'm, I've just jumped on my Facebook live to, to talk about this today. I, I think if you're going to repurpose in that way, then make sure you edit and you take those bits out. So you're just giving the, the content. Yeah. So yeah, loads of opportunities, many that I hadn't actually thought about before. So giving me some food for thought there, Lyndall. Um, when people are starting podcasts, whether it be in the early days of the podcast or as they get a certain way in, where do you find that most people struggle uh, with podcasting as a, as a medium? Mm-hmm. I think the number one thing that people really need to do um, is have a really clear strategy. So knowing your audience, uh, knowing what the message is, knowing how you're going to deliver it. Is it going to be, what's the format look like? Is it solo? Is it interviews? Are we going to do it in seasons or series or are you going to do it weekly or fortnightly? I think having that really clear strategy um, 
particularly sort of what is the objective of it is, is really important. And from working with a number of clients over the last 18 months, just in that podcasting space of my clients that have a really clear strategy and objective, they're the ones that enjoy the podcasting journey, um, more or they find it a little bit easier as opposed to the ones that have just decided to go out and launch a podcast and and hope that it will all sort of come together afterwards. Yeah. yeah. I think another struggle though is um, how much time, not, not really understanding how much time or how many hours elements go into launching a podcast. So if you've got a plan, if you know what you've got coming up, if you can batch your work and get some of those things started, um, you know, from the start, I think that's really important because it is a lot of work and a lot of people jump into it, start, and then they stop after about six or seven episodes because it's because of the overwhelm and the amount of work that goes into it. Yeah. And by batching, you're referring to doing, uh, you know, multiple episodes or getting, you know, recording things in a group, you know, so that you're ahead of the game, right? Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. And obviously that's a lot easier if you're, um, recording solo episodes as opposed to interviews, but even if you can batch your interviews so that you can try and do, look, some people try and do two or three a day, others, max out at about two a day and so they might just even just trying to get a couple of weeks ahead but it is it's about you know recording everything in a chunk or um putting out one afternoon to do all of your editing or all of your show notes so it doesn't have to be that you're going to do record the episode edit it do your show notes and get everything done for it straight away it can be that you record two or three episodes and then another day you're going to edit them all and um yeah, it's just a really good way to, to work and it's something that works quite well when it comes to podcasting. I'd, I'd add something else to that is that, you know, look for ways to find people to help you as well. So, you know, um, people like Lyndall and, and a podcast VA because it, it is often there's so much to do and finding someone who can help take on some of those tasks on a consistent basis for you is, is hugely valuable. Yeah, yeah, no, it's good to offer a, a service as well of being keeping people accountable. I think that's um that's one side. I remember when I first when I did first niche, I spoke to a woman who was she'd created a podcast, and I think she was about maybe sort of twelve or thirteen episodes in, and she'd sat down and worked out, and she was doing all of the editing and writing the show notes and doing all the social media, doing everything herself. And she sat down and worked out how much it was costing her annually to to do it. And it was oh, it was insane. It was about forty five thousand dollars to have a podcast um, if she was doing it herself. And so she quickly um, realized that either she wanted to do it and outsource it or she didn't want to do it at all because of her own time. It was, it it did cost her a lot of money. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a a good, a good thing for anyone to think about who's considering doing any kind of content marketing or marketing is, is working out how much time you're actually spending on it and what that time Mm. is worth to you. But also you're looking for what that potential return on investment is going to be for the time that you do spend. And, you know, I think that's again, back to your idea of strategy is knowing what the strategy is for the podcast and therefore how it's going to, you know, help move the needle for you and your business, your brand, whatever you're aiming to achieve with the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. It can be hard to, uh, it can be hard to work out your return on investment exactly from the podcast, but yeah, if you look at it in that overall, 
um, way. It's a little bit, yeah, a little bit different to, a little bit easier to work it out. Yeah, look, this is Engage With Story. So let's talk a little bit about story in the world of podcast because for listeners of Engage With Story, they, uh, you know, would understand that you know, often I do try and bring story elements into, into the podcast, whether that be stories told in the introduction section of the podcast or whether that be encouraging guests to tell stories, you know, in the, the way that I create questions and bring people into their, into their area of expertise. But for you, how do you feel that, that story can be used in podcasting or that podcasters can better use story to, to create more engaging podcast episodes yeah I think I think there is a big um area of of storytelling or where podcasters can better use story and I know I've said to you previously for me I you know my dad was a a big storyteller and I have grown up listening to hours and hours and hours of story and yet it's not something that comes naturally to me telling stories and so I think listening to your podcast, for example, and just listening to your your episodes and your guests' episodes and learning about which stories you want to tell and, and how to sort of hone those for your brand or your business is, has been really helpful. And I guess when you're talking about podcasting is you're looking to, to teach, um, to inspire and connect and by telling stories, it's, it's a much that becomes a lot stronger than just telling the the black and white facts of things. So, um, yeah, I definitely mm. feel that it's something that podcasters could, there, there are some great storytelling podcasts out there and if, and there are some podcasters who are great at storytelling. So not everybody obviously has to get better at it, but if it's something that you want to learn more about, I would definitely go and do a little bit of research about how to tell better stories. Yeah. And I think also being conscious of the, the medium in which you're telling the stories, you know, where podcasting, I find, you know, if to tell engaging stories, I think you need to kind of be painting pictures with, with the words, you know, in much the same way of the written word, you know, very different to video, but um, the power of podcasting over say the written word is that you can use audio. So, you know, I think a great a great technique to tell better stories or to use story better in in the podcasting space is to use sound. Um, I try and make use of music, for example, in in my podcast introductions to yeah. to bring people into the story and and to create a feeling that um, hopefully sets people up in the right way for for the guest or for the episode that's to come. Um, so, you know, I would also encourage people looking to improve the storytelling in their podcasting to consider the, you know, making the most of, of the medium of audio, whether yes. that be sound effects, music, uh, voice and that sort of thing. So yeah, yeah it's, um, it's an interesting space. It is. I actually, I was talking to a um, woman who works in, or who who spent a lot of years working in radio recently, and she was saying when she's, her podcast is a fiction storytelling podcast, and she was telling me how she, you have to really 
over like how when she's recording it to make it sound interesting she really goes over the top with the tone in her voice and 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 the way she moves when she's telling the story and I found that really interesting too because you don't really think about it but even things like if you're standing up and recording and you know whether you're moving your hands around or whether you're over exaggerating your voice that can make a difference in how you tell your stories as well. Yeah, absolutely. I was just, I was thinking about when I'm often um, recording podcast uh, introductions in particular, not so much the interviews, but I'm always standing. Um, and the, if you had a video camera on me, you'd probably be laughing because I'm often, I'm often <laughs> really doing things with my, with my shoulders and my arms and, you know, kind of using my, my body to help, you know, really control, control the voice um, when, when it makes sense. So I think that's a fantastic tip and, and a good story to, to yeah. tell people. Um, if people listening were thinking about starting a podcast in order to tell their stories more effectively and communicate with their audience, what are the first, say, three or three to five things that they need to do to get started on the right path with podcasting? I think the first thing is what, what I've already mentioned is the strategy, knowing what your strategy is for your podcast. How does it fit into, particularly if it's a business podcast as opposed to uh, a hobby sort of podcast um, or an entertainment podcast? Um, so, yeah, the critical thing, first critical thing is knowing your strategy, know your why, know what message it is you want to get out to your audience and know yeah, what problem you're solving for them or what the objective is to get um, to be the filter of your podcast basically. Uh, also have a plan. Have a plan whether you're going to release weekly episodes or fortnightly. Are you going to record in seasons or series and have breaks in between? And whatever your plan is, be consistent. The last thing you want to do is go out and launch a weekly podcast and then sort of four or five weeks in start to really get behind and and then just go fortnightly or just put one out whenever you've got it there. I think being consistent is really important for building um, and growing your audience. Uh, I think branding it, thinking about the branding of your podcast. If it's a business podcast and it's, it's an extension of your brand, I think you the when you're talking about branding a podcast, you're looking at the music that you use for your intro and outro. Also the cover art, the cover art is really uh, important to get a good cover art created. So, um, I mean, you can do it yourself in Canva. They have the, the perfect size for you there to, to create one, but you really want to have a good cover art that pops and that, that relates to it. So thinking about the branding of your podcast as such, um, batching and getting ahead, which we've talked about. And I think the biggest thing is just do it. Everyone hates the sound of their own voice, me included. I'm like, I don't have my own podcast yet. I do have a, I have a plan to, to do one soon and I really hate the sound of my own voice. So I totally understand what people are talking about when they come and say, I've recorded and I really don't know if I want to put it out there to the world it's just a matter of just get it out there and and just do it yeah just do it I, I think I totally agree with that I think you know if it is something that uh, you feel aligns with what you want to be achieving so aligns with your business objectives if it's a business podcast then you don't know till you don't to, till you start, you know, until yeah. you launch. So, and you know, what I've found personally is that it was something that I wasn't sure whether or not I would enjoy, but 
what I've really enjoyed, particularly about doing an interview podcast is just connecting with interesting and engaging conversations with interesting people. Um, and I think a podcast is a fantastic tool to do that. So yeah, yeah. absolutely. And you know, of, of all of those tips, all of those things that you, you talked about there, I assume many of those you can directly help people with. Is that right? I can. Yes. Yes. So I offer assistance with, uh, helping people launch. I have, uh, launch package that includes a strategy session, um, to help nut that out. Um, and then just on to, after launching, going on to maintenance packages, whether it be helping just with the audio editing or helping you publish it so that it's got that consistent, um, publishing on your podcast host and on your website through to writing your show notes and graphics and all sorts of bits and pieces. Yeah. I mean, I can attest that uh, having a podcast VA such as Lyndall is kind of like your hidden, hidden superpower behind the podcast that actually makes it happen. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, publicly, I want to thank you for the help you've uh, you've ha- you've given me so far in uh, in pulling together the Engage with Story podcast, and I look forward to continue working with you. And for any listeners thank who are thinking you. about a podcast, or perhaps even looking for help with their podcast or getting their podcast off the ground, where can they find out more about you? Yeah, they can head over to my website, which is podcastva.com. I offer free 30-minute consultations and discovery calls, so I'm more than happy to have a chat to you about whether it's a podcast idea or whether you've already got a podcast and you're looking to outsource some of the stuff. Um, Otherwise, all social media channels, I've got my Facebook page, LinkedIn profile and Instagram. And are you working with uh, clients all around the world or just in Australia or where where are people to be based? Uh, most of my clients are based in Australia, but I'm actually starting up with a couple in the States in the next month, which I'm excited about. So, um, no, I'm because I work virtually, I have worked with clients in the UK uh, before as well. So it's just a matter of, you know, we, we set up systems and processes so that it all flows once we get started and we've got everything set up. It really just is a, is a, is a good workflow. Beautiful. And for anyone listening, if you if you are a storyteller or working on your storytelling, you know, I, the reason why I put this episode together for you today is because, and I wanted to encourage you to consider podcasting as part of your storytelling arsenal. So thanks for your time, Lyndall. It's been really good, really practical tips here for anyone thinking about podcasting. So I encourage everyone to go out, start podcasting and Lyndall, thanks very much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Ben. Thanks again to Lyndall. So have I inspired you to consider podcasting for your brand or business? Let me know your thoughts. I'd love to hear from you. Drop me an email, ben at engagevideomarketing.com and let's chat. So this is episode 47. We're coming up to episode 50 very soon and I'm excited because I've actually got something very special to share with you about the future of the podcast there on episode 50 in a few weeks time. But for now, I'd just love to take a moment to thank you for listening. If this is your first time with Engage With Story, Well, you're awesome. You've made a good choice. Thanks for being here. And if you're a subscriber or regular listener, really big thanks to you. And I'd love to connect with you further, actually. So if you have been listening on more than a few occasions to engage with Story, now I've got a little ask for you. I'd love for you to reach out to me, ben at engagevideomarketing.com and just say hi 
and let me know you're a listener. If you do that, I'd love to be able to just open up a conversation with you either via email or we can jump on a quick Zoom or Skype call. And I'd love to hear a bit more about your feedback, about what you love about Engage With Story and what keeps you listening. So show notes for this episode, as always, thanks to the awesome Lindell and Podcast VA, can be found over at engagevideomarketing.com slash podcast. And while you're there, why not jump into my free foundations course to get your video strategy started the right way over at engagevideomarketing.com slash foundations. Now, you know what? I think I've just done what Lindell said not to do, and I've just given you far too many calls to action. Sorry about that. Well, that's it from me for this week, and I'll be back next Tuesday with another great guest who's actually just released a brand new book all about the power of paying attention. So you won't want to miss it. I'll see you then.